Hey guys, how's it going? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. What is up, everyone? Once again, this is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. Thanks a lot for joining us this week, guys. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Yeah, we're glad to be back. We took sort of that week off to do another Mercado Radio episode just because we try to not take a break in between the season breaks Mm -hmm. to sort of keep the flow going. Yeah, Will was Um, actually out of town this past week. Yeah, exactly. Did you have a nice trip, Will? I did. I got to go to New Orleans, and this is my first time there, and it was just an an incredible experience, and I think the thing that I took away the most from it was all the wonderful music that I heard when I was there. I mean, there's such a great sense of artistry in that town, and just a lot of street performers. You heard a lot of great Dixieland music. I did. I went on a cruise, and there was just this impeccable Dixieland group playing, and it was it was incredible. Like I couldn't take my eyes off of them. That's great. When they were playing for Well, yeah, hours. we're really excited today. This is episode 107. We're going to do a spotlight on the music of Super Mario 3D World. This is one of our favorite soundtracks of the past year, 2013. Uh, this is obviously a Wii U game. It came out in, was it November of this in past November, year? November, yeah. Yeah, and just a wonderful game. We highly recommend playing if anyone happens to have a Wii U and hasn't played this game. But the soundtrack was so special, uh, really kind of coming off the heels of the Mario Galaxy series. You know, that really reinvigorated Mario music when that, you know, that series launched with the fully orchestrated soundtracks composed exactly. by Mahito Yokota. This really took things kind of in a new direction. You have a little bit more big band performance. In general, right. a lot of real performance. Well, in the, the thing soundtrack. is, big band is sort of, uh, to me, the go-to Mario ensemble like if you think of yeah. the best way to arrange the old school mario music and even up to something like mario 64 it's all ha- it all has this sort of implied big band sensibility so it was so cool to hear them just unabashedly go for that sound while still retaining sort of the whimsical qualities yeah, of and the mario not music. every track is like that i mean there are some tracks that are very kind of sequence and midi based but there's always at least some kind of real performance whether it's just one single flute player on top yeah. of it usually i think that's um, what improves impressed us the most about this soundtrack yeah. is that they really um, tried to break away from some of the conventions that were historically holding some of the more recent Mario soundtracks back. For example, Absolutely. a lot of the new Super Mario Brothers where it was just all kind of MIDI performance and to be honest, it led to a feeling of some uninspired melodies, and this game really shook things up. And there's just a very imaginative soundtrack, and I think above all, uh, there was some great melodies and some really catchy tunes, so it was just very impressive. Yeah, and there are a few tracks that do feature an orchestra, so yeah. um, I don't know how it worked, you know, as far as they, they did get some time in the studio with an orchestra. Not a lot of time, because they only had a few tracks. Uh, you know, obviously, mo- there are more big band tracks than there are orchestral. Well, and uh, to what I've heard is that I don't think it was a full orchestra right the orchestra they were individual players so okay. maybe they'd get a flautist and oboist in some like small chamber strings and stuff and the rest might be sequenced, sequenced and yeah. they mix it in with that's uh, really cool synth sounds and stuff yeah so we're really excited to get things started let's just talk a little bit about uh the gentleman who worked on this game once again this game came out in 2013 and it was primarily composed by Mihiro Yakoda. He was kind of uh, the ringleader of this group. But you also had Toru Minigishi contributed music, as well as Yasuaki Iwata. In addition to that, you had the legendary Koji Kondo contributing, most notably the athletic theme of this game, which is yeah, exactly. That's one of the best themes in the game. And uh, just a little background about it. Originally, when the game was uh, rumored to come out, it was just going to be worked on by Mihiro Yakoda and Koji. 
Kenji Kondo. Right. And it wasn't until late in the process where you started to hear those other two gentlemen come mm-hmm. up. So I suspect that they did incidental music yeah. or um, probably some of the music that doesn't necessarily feature uh, like real performers. I'm not 100% confident in, and this is just my speculation. But it, I'm but pretty because sure... because of how late in the project they were introduced, that's sort of what I'm assuming. But I'm pretty sure Koji only contributed the athletic Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think so, majority of the soundtrack is still Mahito Yakoda. And you can so yeah. sort of tell that. What you guys heard playing in with was the title screen of Mario 3D World. What we're going to do is we're going to now start things off with the track called To the Sprixy Kingdom. This is the introduction of the game. It's kind of an opening cinematic. And, and it it's features, very orchestral, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. It does feature kind of the main, I guess if you want to call the main Mario 3D World theme that we're also going to hear in the following track. But it's just a delightful piece of music. Well, and it, really, it also features sort of the villain theme. Yes, it features the Bowser Bowser's theme. kind of main So it's theme just a, a definitely a piece that really kind of gets you pumped, gets you in the mood to play this game. So here is to the Sprixy Kingdom. so much fun you just listen to to the sprixy kingdom that is the introduction theme to mario 3d world and yeah there's really no doubt about it this was composed by mihito yakoda it features two of the main themes of this game probably also composed by him absolutely that's that's my point the bowser theme one of the most important themes uh and the main you know kind of overworld theme so yeah, yeah this was composed by mihito yakoda something that's really fun about this game sort of a tradition in mario is we love to have these great motifs that are arranged differently throughout the game and mm-hmm. but this game i feel like did it a little differently the way in which um, that main theme, the um, mm-hmm. we actually don't necessarily hear as many variations of that, but the theme that we do get a lot of variations on is, the is Bowser that Bowser theme. theme. And later on, we're going to hear some really kind of swanky, kind of really intense big band versions yeah. of that song. So I really look forward to that. And also what, what is cool is there are a couple different variations of the overworld theme. And it, it's always fun when you have a melody that you know and you get used to, but with different chords. And this right. one, um, you know, we're going to play the kind of the main overworld theme right, you know, right now. But well, yeah. and also this whole thing is straight and both yeah. of those themes, the um, main Mario 3D world theme and the Bowser theme are uh, traditionally done 
in a swung tempo. So it's interesting in this introduction, we're hearing it, both of those themes introduced, because this is the first time when you're playing the game that you're hearing both of them in a straight tempo. So I think that's kind of interesting. So now we're going to move on to the main overworld theme of this game. This is called Super Bell Hill. That is the name of the first stage in the game. So, you know, that's that's really common as far as, you know, how these tracks are titled. Usually they're going to be titled after the first stage that you hear that theme. So this is Super Bell Hill, composed by Mihito Yakota from Mario 3D World. Man, that's such a great melodic piece of music there. It's classic Mario, isn't it, folks? Yeah. You just listened to Super Bell Hill from Mario 3D World. That is the main overworld theme of this game. Obviously, this is a great example of what I'm talking about. Mostly MIDI sequencer-based, but you do have that real saxophone performance. Right. Well, and it's so crucial. <laughs> It is, it is crucial. I mean, that's the melody. That's the by far the most important part of this piece and most great Mario music, the melody, right? Yeah. That's the most important thing. And to have a real performance is so huge. And even when you go to the C section here, you do get some other kind of performance, like you get the accordion. But what I think is so cool is that they're able to combine fake and real, almost per, uh, on purpose, you know? Oh, definitely. Like, they probably could have gotten, you know, maybe a real basis or real, if they wanted to, but there's well, something it wasn't digital. Trying, it wasn't like a, a virtual instrument kind of base. It was a very synth, synth base, base, and everything and, is kind of synth. And, and again, that's coming off the heels of Mario Galaxy, the combination of synth and orchestral. In this game, you get some combination of synth and jazz, synth and big right. band, which is so cool. Well, I think part of the thing is they didn't necessarily want each track to just be like full, all-out big band, because it might and also that take away from sort of some of the Mario That would have taken elements. a long time to do, honestly. Right. You know? I mean, think about the process of orchestrating, arranging, getting the players in there. I mean, that stuff takes a long time. But this way, you're still able to get sort of a smaller ensemble feel, which to me fits better with a lot of Mario music. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily like I don't necessarily picture a huge ensemble. So, yeah, it, it perfectly fits for this type of level. And something that I was so impressed with is there's sort of been a quasi art form in the previous decade of composers trying to make their own Mario themes and model it after the style of Koji Kondo in mm -hmm. um in my mind, Mahiro Yakota has done the best job. Because, you know, if you compare this to, like, certain themes from, like, that new Super Mario Brothers game for the Wii U, or even the Mario 3D Land theme, like, to me, this one really stands alongside, especially that A section yeah. with some great Koji melodies. It already feels it's classic. Wonderful. Yeah, it holds up with the series. So now we're going to move on to a track called Switch Scramble Circus. This is one of Will's personal favorite tracks. This is a lot of fun. Uh, this is, um, I think you hear this in the first world at some yes. point, right? So here we go. This is Switch Scramble Circus.
That is Switch Scramble Circus. I love that track. And the thing that's so cool about the way it works in the game is, you know, it sounds like a fairly short piece of music, which it is, but this whole level is sort of in sections. And so you play the level and you have to step on these switches in order to unlock the next part of the level. And so the way it works with the music is you sort of got these little sections of music. You got different melodies and it would move on as it goes without repeating anything. And the reason why the song is laid out that way is in the game, a section will repeat until you move on to the next part of the level. And it's a very seamless transition. And what I love is that final section with them. It's sort of timed out because it's a very easy section. You just have to run and jump on the flagpole. So the timing of it is structured in a way where if you kind of run through it at a normal pace, you'll jump and hit the flagpole at the exact ending of the music. And it's really kind of powerful. It was an experience I hadn't really had before in a game other than like uh, in the most recent Rayman game they did those elements where they synced music up with gameplay and I have a feeling that Koji Kondo was could have been at the helm of some of those ideas of, of right. making sure you know guys we need to have the music interactive we need to have it always at the forefront yeah. even if he's not contributing a lot of he's, compositions. The, he's a musical supervisor yes, so he's absolutely. in charge of a lot of ideas and implementation type things it is interesting to think about um kind of the history of interactivity in video game yeah. music you know obviously those lucas guys were huge for, for doing they were doing this kind of thing in the early 90s on right. computers which really wasn't done by anyone else at that time so it's fun that we're still that's a really big part of a game like Mario because obviously the music is a huge part but not just the melodies the fact that it feels interactive like you have control over the music and it's like this interactive score it's scoring the emotions that Mm -hmm. you're feeling at the same time yeah and it was fun to have it for a level like this which was segmented because it wouldn't work with any type of Mario level because you Mm -hmm. know this is something that hasn't really been done before but you know I feel like even back on Mario 64 Koji Kondo was experimenting with things like this an example like in Dire Dire Docks, different Absolutely. elements of the song come in depending, depending on, on where you yeah, are. If you're underwater. But that works more kind of like that I'm used technology where things fade in and out. And what impressed me about this is it was literally new melodic material. So once yep. you'd get to a place, a section would end and it would go on seamlessly to yeah, the next I, part of the and song. And I just think this has a great theme. I mean, I love the part where it has a oboe and bassoon doubling yeah, each other, but you so also gorgeous. have some great muted trumpets doing those hits. Yeah, I think my favorite melodic thing is sort of the 
the I, I call it the a bridge of the second section the yeah. like that was really yeah. pretty so now we're going to move on to a really fun piece of music uh this is double cherry pass here we go a fun piece of music this is uh one of the early i would say level themes that you hear i think also in the first world you hear this you hear this theme either um, the first or the second yeah this is a great piece of music this is double cherry pass for me it's all about that final section that yeah. bridge section that's really where things get beautiful um but this a section it's definitely fun it's effective video game music it's not the most um beautiful melody i've ever heard but, um, I mean, I think that's what's cool is that not every track needs to really hit you in the face with a beautiful melody. I mean, sometimes it just needs to be effective for the stage. Well, it's a good melody. It is I a good think melody. It's not, I wouldn't describe it as beautiful, but, um, you know, historically, in even all of Koji's melodies, they're not all beautiful, but they're all great. But I will say I that this bridge section is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is just a kind of quirky, fun combination of instruments, too. You have a piano... Real drum kit, real upright bass, violin mixed with right. big band instruments. And that violin really kind of spices things up. Yeah, and in this track, we have uh, f- some fake percussion mixed with some real yeah. percussion. Any of sort of any African drums, bongos, things of that nature are all actually mm-hmm. are performed. But anything like that drum kit or all those other uh, miscellaneous percussion sounds mm-hmm. are all fake. So it's again, it's a nice blend of sounds where you mix the fake in the real and it sort of develops its own sort of sound set. Well, this is another quasi-main theme of this game. We're going to play the Sprixies theme. is so beautiful and uh yeah i don't really have many doubts that this is probably a mojito yakota composition as well really one of the most important themes in the game uh it's cool that you hear this theme a lot and it's one of the strongest um pieces melodically and it's actually all fake instruments here which i Mm -hmm. think is still cool that you still get kind of that old school feel you know 
Well, yeah, because this is the theme that plays when you go into the little Sprixy houses. Mm -hmm. And some context for those of you who haven't played the game, Sprixies are these little sort of fairy-like creatures um, that you're trying to rescue. Because this game functions a little differently than previous Mario games. You're not rescuing the princess. You're saving the Sprixy kingdom Which is from the kind of refreshing, of finally. Yeah, because you, know? so you get to Peach is actually play a playable yeah, character. Yeah, you get to play as either Mario, Luigi, uh, Peach, or Toad, which is, which is a lot of fun. But yeah, this is one of the main themes in the game. This is probably my favorite melody in the game. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. Oftentimes when I'm playing this game, I go into these Sprixie houses, and I'm usually a cat, and I jump up on the windowsill, and I just like sit there and listen to the music. It's so pretty. It's pretty cute, Will. Uh, we're now going to move on to maybe my favorite track in this soundtrack. I just... I remember the first time I got to one of these stages, I put down the controller and I literally just was like amazed by the music. I just oh, stayed yeah. there. This is phenomenal. This is Shifty Boo Mansion, mm -hmm. the haunted house theme of um, Mario 3D World. You know, we had a great haunted house theme in the first Mario Galaxy game. And I feel like this even outdoes that one. So without further ado, let's listen to Shifty Boo Mansion. <laughs> is a unique piece of music if I've ever heard one. This is Shifty Boo Mansion from Mario 3D World featuring some outstanding solo violin playing and that same violinist also is doing some interesting harmonies when the loop comes back the second time but they do some great stereo panning to give it its own space. And then what I like about this piece is the, the bridge like the C section is like surprisingly uplifting and beautiful for a, a scary ghost house but right. it's so effective getting back to the form again it, it's just i don't well, know it takes you on a, a journey tragic melody yes it's something kind of like reminds me of like swan lake but mm -hmm. almost even more tragic just because the presentation of it it's just so central by having that solo violin mm -hmm. a very kind of bleeding heart kind of melody so the b section is nice and contrasting but also it's played on the oboe so there's a different sense of timbre and instrument and it's a more climbing melody and then you where do I feel get, like 
yeah, the shape of this A melody is very descending, and that B melody is very ascending. In addition to the oboe, you do get some great string section playing right. in the final section, too. Oh, and even in the A yeah. section, too, once the strings come mm -hmm. in. But yeah. in general, it's a great meter for it. Because it's a sort waltz of like. is so common, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the Galaxy One was a waltz a as well, yeah. Ghost House. Yeah, and then, of course, I mean, you can't have a Mario ghost theme without some theremin action, so. Yeah. Uh, we're now going to move on to a really fun piece of music. This is the Bullet Bill Express. <laughs> This is a fun piece of music, really gets your blood pumping. This is the Bullet Bill Express, featuring some nice orchestral instruments. Uh, what do you have? You got, you know, French horn, lots of strings, lots of woodwinds. It feels fully orchestral. Yeah, absolutely. This is probably one of the few tracks in the game to feature this fully orchestral sort of ensemble sound. Mm -hmm. There's not really any synth elements whatsoever, which yeah. I think is really cool. And this is one of the few tracks also with the addition of the harp, which really sort of yeah. ties together the orchestral thing. I think it's definitely still a smaller orchestral sound yeah. than the Galaxy games. I think an example of that is once you get to this B section, I think in the Galaxy games, he probably would have done something more kind of powerful. But and he's playing to his tool. Here, which and you I can really actually like. tell if you listen to the way that things are panned and the reverb that I think this was kind of recorded multi-tracked in different yeah. segments, which is kind of cool. It does have a very clear sound, and we're going to hear it, um, especially in the next track we're going to play for you guys, just the impeccable production on this soundtrack. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Something like, the engineering is outstanding. Absolutely. Something I want to talk about musically about this track is, um, like it says, this is the Bullet Bill Express, so this is sort of like a final level. It's sort of uh, an alternate version of sort of like an airship level like that you would get in Mario 3 except here this is a train and what I love there's something that happens rhythmically um, it's a little subtle thing but it sort of sounds like the rhythm of a train yes and it's that's what's happening with the percussion and that sort of becomes the drive of the song and so it really fits well with this idea of a train but it's still able to sort of be kind of an epic kind of final level type of theme so uh this is definitely one of the most standout tracks in the soundtrack this is a track called histocrat now this is a boss battle theme and it's kind of its own theme i mean i think you do hear it twice in the game because there's another part later on where like histocrat comes back but this theme i remember 
the moment that this this appears in the game, it's a standout moment. It's oh, so memorable. This is a big band. Well, one of the so full cool, big band yeah, pieces. Is, I, it's this is a boss theme, and the fact that they would take this much time to use all these real instruments for a boss theme, yeah. I think, is something where I'm like, wow, I'm really impressed with this soundtrack because it's not succumbing to sort of the cliches of the past. One thing to listen out for is yeah, it's fully big band, but they made a really great choice for the bass. It's a synth bass. Mm-hmm. It's a really obvious like kind of galaxy-esque yeah. synth bass. So that combination this is, like the is most so full cool. big band yeah. song So game. please enjoy Histocrat. such a ballsy choice to go for that really in-your-face kind of Daft Punk synth bass. It's so loud in the mix. It's so present. Um, One of my favorite moments is when that really devious other synth instrument comes in with that crazy vibrato. Oh, this piece is just badass. That rhythm to me is sort of evoking the Bowser theme again. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, and also, obviously, you guys know there's a lot of kind of nods to sing, 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 you know, kind of the jungle swing groove you have in exactly. this part specifically it's well, and so again a lot of real percussion which is just yes. great and yeah i think this is a track that they used in the trailer and this is something that so surprised me because the yeah i remember the first theme we heard was super bell hill and i remember being like oh this is a really good thing yeah. it sounds like there's some real instruments in there but when this came out it's like oh my gosh they're doing it a got, big band it got thing. us like, so, excited. so excited yeah and this is just such a great moment in the game so well, yeah. what's cool is because this isn't just any regular boss you know this isn't at the end of like this mm-hmm. is after you finish um I think World Three. There's like then a there's an extra surprise boss. boss. Yeah, it's it's just really great. So now we're gonna move on to a really beautiful track. This is called Footlight Lane. Thank you. 
man, this is a galaxy-esque piece if I've ever yeah, heard. You can I call mean, this Space Junk Part 3. If he you really want. uses uh, the, some of the same synths that he used back in yeah, the day for Galaxy. It's such a delight. Um, yeah, we both were very happy when we heard this theme because it's kind of fun to hear Mihiro Yokota go back to that world. And, Absolutely. You know, there's not... Well, uh, he has such a distinct style when he writes like this. I just love it. I wasn't expecting it because I know this wasn't a Mario Galaxy game. It didn't take place in space, really. So I knew that, okay, maybe we're going to have some different kind of sound, which we do have a lot of different sounding music but it's fun that every now and then he well, goes the back the thing to that. that i feel like galaxy games are still so recent but they were so innovative and popular mm-hmm. that it's, there's almost like a nostalgia for them already that's Which how is great they were a great sign and of this those game games, plays huh? to it you know there's certain points i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it but there's a lot of nods to the galaxy games especially in the music and this is one that really got me super excited and it fits with the level because this level is sort of like a nighttime level and they actually incorporate a little gameplay element with the gamepad where there's these sort of glowing blocks that you touch to manipulate in the environment it's very it it fits the sort of ambiance of the level really well but it's great that you get that sort of nod back to the galaxy music we're now going to move on to a track called sprawling savannah here we go big fan of this track this is a lot of fun this is sprawling savannah and uh will and i kind of think that this may have been one of the tracks composed by toru minigishi uh but for me the stars of this what really make uh that really sold me on this track is finally in the final section you get the solo trombone yeah and as well as that you get a really great real guitar really funky guitar performance yeah. on the left channel those two instruments um are kind of what make this track great to me yeah, that trombone part, it's so interesting because there's almost, you hear such a level of room sound to it, which is very unlike what I feel like we get with a lot of Mario stuff. Like, typically whenever, even in Nintendo a lot, mm-hmm. you know, whenever there's real performance, I feel like they try to make it as concert sounding as possible but so i was really surprised to get all that room sound but i really like it it reminds me this trombone line the reason why i think it's toru minigishi is it reminds me of something from like skyward sword or even uh like twilight princess like just the structure of that melody and yeah the fact that it's for that solo trombone it just it feels kind of zelda to me very good track so now folks we're very excited it is now time to move on to our track of the week This is the athletic theme. Uh, not surprisingly, that the one Koji Kondo track would be our track of the week. And we're going to do something cool with it because Koji actually wrote two themes for this game, but they utilize the same A section melody. Right. And that would be the athletic and the beach theme. And there's slight rhythmic variations to these melodies, but I want you to take a listen to how they're similar. So we're going to play the athletic theme in full. We'll fade down, talk about it a little, and then we're going to play the beach version of the same melody. So let's take 
take a listen to the athletic theme composed by the wonderful Koji Kondo. So great to have a Koji Kondo melody yeah. again oh in this God. series. And Will made a great point when we were listening to this. This is the only track in the game, the only main level theme to feature a big band. It's like yeah. you call it the Mario 3D World Big Band, but you know, you have the boss theme and you have some other themes here and there, but this is the only full big band that's like well, a main level so theme. So at home in this type of ensemble. Like this is just I he's you can tell how much fun he's having with this. It's it's arranged so well. All the saxophone writing is great. But again, it's like his melodies are so incredibly solid. Like I could just live within his melodies. They're just <laughs> exquisite. And this is no exception. It was such a delight to have a another melody of this caliber in a Mario game because you know for the last few games he hasn't really done as many themes so it's just great to so get Yeah, let's take a listen to the Sunshine Seaside. Here we go. great to have real steel drum performance finally it's like how many great nintendo tropical themes have there been from koopa troopa beach to something from yoshi's island mario world finally you get a real steel wonderful performance it's it's so and it's cool this is a very tasteful use of the soprano saxophone which i've been kind of vocal as an instrument that mm-hmm. I'm just not a big fan of, but it's surprisingly it's tasteful really well, and, and it fits for a beach theme. I feel. And like. how effective is that quick modulation in yeah. this version? Right away, he changes the key. Yeah, You're not expecting a real it. bongo player. And I remember before this game came 
came out, I remember watching, there was this video where they were just showing snippets of the music being right. recorded. And this was a, this is a girl playing bongos and she was loving it so much. She was yeah. having so much fun playing it. I remember that. Who just got love me that gig? So excited. <laughs> and I could tell, cause I knew beforehand that Koji was doing like the beach level and I could only hear snippets of that melody and just I getting definitely so excited. I would enjoy playing, you know, bongos in a studio in Japan on a Koji track. That would be <laughs> a pretty good gig. So we're now going to move on to a really cool, very unique track. This is Hands on Hall. And this is kind of um, almost going for like a cliche traditional Japanese. It's really sound. cool, it's very though, because cool. they, uh, we play this as the intro to our sort of East versus West episode because what, what it is, is it's a combination of those sort of traditional Japanese folk music cliches as far as instrumentation and music, but right. it incorporates the big band elements of yeah. this soundtrack. So it's a combination of sort of East and West. So here's Hands on Hall. just can't get over the slap bass the real electric slap bassist and you have the actual big band playing these traditional like japanese like fourth pentatonic harmonies yeah. oh my gosh it's, it's such a wild cool. combination it's so awesome because this is a very unique it's badass there's a it's a unique level you know this track is used very few times in the game because there's only a couple levels that take place but it's in like just the ambience and everything of the level is so not Mario, but it's really yeah. cool. Like, uh, it takes place in like a pagoda type of thing, and there's mm -hmm. all these really interesting sort of cliche Japanese elements, but they're having a lot of fun with it, and the music really ties everything together because I love that they're able to still fit it somewhere in the realm of big bands yeah. to sort of tie it in with the soundtrack. But Ugh. it's a stellar job. I, this is one of my favorite tracks in the game. One of, one of the other very memorable kind of standout moments, you know, in this game when you hear this for the first time. So now we're going to move on to Snowball Park, and this is utilizing... Um, a theme that was in Mario 3D Land for the 3DS, and this is finally kind of giving it the arrangement that it maybe Fully deserved. orchestral, which yeah, is really cool. really cool. This is Snowball Park. Here we go.
That's so much fun. You're listening to Snowball Park from Mario 3D World. It's a great arrangement because uh, in the original one, for percussion, there was a pit's bass, but it was just all done. The chords were all done with that accordion, where now Mm -hmm. uh, the higher strings are doing some pits along with the accordion. And again, this is a real accordion performance, so a lot of tasteful performing. And this um, melody just carries so much better on real instruments, in my opinion. Real sleigh bell. Yeah. performance. <laughs> the subtlety of this label. A lot of interesting sort of shimmering bell qualities yeah. in this one, but yeah, this is this is a true realization of this song because I don't in my opinion, it was never communicated perfectly um, in 3D Land. I remember you were a really big fan of this theme in 3D Land. Yeah, I was very inspired by it when I was working on Cosmic freezy, when freezy, I did breezy that. Freezy Breezy Galaxy, yeah. Cool. Now we're going to move on to Fuzzy Time Mine. This is a really cool track. I think you guys will enjoy this. Here we go. I love the real drums. It's like a reggae beat he's playing. Did you notice that? Yeah. He's doing a really interesting kind of drop one cross stick beat. But um, organ, is that a real organ? It feels like it is. Kind of like a, almost like a B3 sound. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, I mean, organ oh my gosh. is kind of easy to Such sample. a devious track. Yeah. And really using the advantage of a full brass section can... It's almost the only way to really evoke that kind of stealthy secret agent vibe. You yeah. can't really do it in well, any other what context. What happens is in this level, those weird little black fuzzy kind of things from Mario World, you know, in the levels where they kind of circle those little platforms, and they've been in a bunch of games, but a bunch of those little guys start to stack up and are rising across the screen, so you're trying to, as fast as you can, escape from this area, and so this theme plays, and it's, you're right, it has a very kind of secret agent, devious quality because of that bass and guitar work, but yeah, it's very unique within the soundtrack, and something that, uh, before I played this game, I wouldn't have thought it really necessarily sounded a lot like Mario, but very inspired music you know i really like how they're committing to the big band sound just like how in galaxy they committed to the orchestral sound yeah so much fun so guys we're really excited we're actually going to unveil a new segment that we're going to be featuring on a monthly basis on this podcast this is called marty's corner and every about you know once a month or so we're going to have one of these little segments and marty's going to talk a little bit more in depth on a musical theory level on some some of the best video game tracks and composers of all time yeah, so, so Marty's going to have a variety of things to share. And so it's going to be really cool once a month getting to hear from him. So we're really excited to unveil that. So without further ado, why don't you take it away, Marty? Hey gang, Marty here. Today we're going to talk about a hallmark of early Mario music, something that we'll call swivel chords. 
I'll describe what I'm talking about. It's when Koji Kondo oscillates between a harmonized pair of pitches to a single note below them, like so. Now this was first demonstrated in the Starman theme from Super Mario Bros. 1. Now at first listen, this might remind us of a bossa nova guitar pattern, or maybe a piano montuno, like in salsa music. Though the montuno kind of works inversely, we oscillate between octaves and then the harmonized pair. Now the rhythms and harmony here are definitely very much inspired by Latin music. The swivel feature is somewhat unique. Let's listen again. Now, you were probably convinced you could sing this melody, but when we really focus on it, it's clear that the swiveling harmony is essential to the identity of the piece. So, where does this swivel come from? It's actually a pretty common figure in piano accompaniment. It breaks up chords in a way that gives us a real sense of movement. Here's an example from Mozart. Now, let's listen to another example from Mario music. This is the map theme from the first world of Super Mario Bros. 3, also on the NES. Now, as intuitive as this might be on a piano, this type of swiveling is pretty uncommon on the Nintendo. Most composers achieve their harmonic movement with constantly harmonized pairs, taking advantage of the two pulse channels as often as possible. But Koji Kondo really goes out of his way to preserve this piano-like feel, from the harmonized pair to the individual note, and the result is really special. It's a feeling of open and close. The harmony expands and then contracts like an accordion, and jumps up and down like Mario does. Again, this is not a vocal-like monophonic melody. We can almost think of it as a polyphonic melody. The harmony is really essential to its identity. Let's look at one last example of the swivel. It's the World 2 map from Super Mario World. I guess today we could call it Super Mario 2D World. The Super Nintendo gave us more bits, more colors, more sound channels, and here Kondo-san underscores that with a really expanded and extended harmony. It's almost a descendant of the Mario 3 map, but we're now in the world of major 7th harmony, so the first pair that we hear in this piece, it's an E and a B, and they happen to be a fifth apart, and we hear them along with the bass, they suggest a major 7th chord. And actually, the piece continues to suggest 7th chords throughout the progression. All in all, this piece takes that concept of open and close to new heights. We have really rapid jumps in the swivels here. I'll slow it down. And those quick jumps are followed by moments of long sustain. So we contrast this with this. And this all moves through a circular progression, a sequence we sometimes call rhythm changes, named after the song I Got Rhythm. So in this piece, we move from C major to A minor, and from here on we move in fifths. So a fifth down from A, we land on D minor. Fifth down from that, and we land on G, G7 in this case. A fifth down again, we land on C, back where we started. Now Koji Kondo takes this open and close feeling of contrast even further, just before we loop around. He substitutes a dominant built on the flattened second, D-flat in this case, where we would expect the dominant 5 chord. It's a very jazzy substitution, known as a tritone substitution, because the root of the new chord is a tritone away from the root of the chord that it's substituting. 
It's this perfect splash of unexpected color. It really gives the loop some longevity and contrast. Allows it to repeat without getting tiring. Like the other examples, it's a polyphonic melody. Koji Kondo is so comfortable and free by this point, it's almost sound effects meeting melody. Though... Wait. I guess he's been doing that all along. Until next time, gang. Now, back to the show. Peace. Awesome. That was Marty's Corner. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And we're going to, again, yeah, you know. Thanks, Marty. About once a month, have one of those little segments. It's fun to introduce a new segment on the podcast. Take a little little break and kind of spice things up. Yeah, we're not so, beyond spicing things up. <laughs> we like the spice. We like the spice. So now we have a handful of tracks to finish today's episode off, about seven or so. This this next track is maybe, I know I've said this before, but definitely in my top three tracks from this soundtrack. It's absolutely beautiful. This is World 6, um, kind of the sky world, right? Mm-hmm. And what's so great is it, feels some re- it features some real instruments, um, most noticeably, an acoustic guitar, which yeah. really adds a lot of um, color of to this. Gusty Garden, just the whole song in oh, general. Oh, yeah. So this is World 6. Here we go. Again, you know, one of the moments in this game where it made me so nostalgic because it felt like I was back in Mario Galaxy. And right. it was an opportunity that Mahito Yokota, again, this was composed by Mahito Yokota, there's no doubt in my mind, um, where he was able to go back to that musical world for a reason. You know, this is in the sky, you know, and we had so many classic sky themes in the Mario Galaxy yeah. series. So. Gosh, it's so much fun. For a map theme, too. And I think the thing that I was really excited about the soundtrack is not only did you go back to really great map themes, because think about like Mario 3, Mario World. There used to be phenomenal map music in Mario series, and I feel like as of late, it's just been nothing to write home about. But in addition to that, you're able to kind of roam freely around the maps in this game, which really adds a lot. There's more of like an exploration element to it. It's sort of like what happened when you went from Mario 3 to Mario World. That's sort of what this feels like. Like this is the next evolution in sort of like Mario maps where there's a little bit more freedom. And something about it just makes it much more fun to kind of roam around these areas. And they're all kind of interconnected through those kind of clear pipe systems really cool stuff so now we're going to move on to a cool track called lava lake this is a fun one here we go
This is badass. You know, it's so rare in the Mario series that you're able to feature a pretty uh, rocking, shredding, electric guitar sound. What I love, it's such a gorgeous melody that it's, it's a great melody. It's crazy because yeah. I'm I'm used to hearing guitars like this doing remixes. Like there's a sort of a lot of like uh, beautiful kind of electric guitar remixes of classic video game. But themes. to have you know this in an actual Nintendo game is yeah. is something that I feel like it's in really some awesome. ways is a long time coming. Yeah, you know to have a soundtrack that is finally embracing all of the fun facets of, of video game yeah. music. This is a big part well, of video game music. And I think it's prompted by what they wanted the aims of this soundtrack to be. You know, mm-hmm. I think if this song was written for Galaxy, this would have been obviously like a string orchestra would have played but this. But it's so cool because you have the guitar mixed with this full big yeah. band brass sound. And that's just a sound that I've never heard in the main Mario series. Well, something before. I love. There's a lot of mallet percussion going on. You know, we have xylophone, marimba, all and kinds you have of that, fun uh, things. That great, that great uh, histocrat synth bass also in yeah. this track too. Oh yeah, love this track so much. So now we're going to move on to um, one of the other kind of renditions of the main Bowser theme in this game. This is World Bowser. Yeah, the, this is like sort of the definitive version. Yeah, uh, super swanky, just kind of like DVS and badass. This is World Bowser. Oh my gosh, that is a cool track. And it's fun because at this point in the game, you're definitely familiar with this theme. Mm-hmm. So when you get to hear this version... It's like the realization yeah. of it. Because you've only heard it in little tags and mm-hmm. motifs. But this is so great. And like I mentioned before, this is swung. And so it gives it, like Carl was saying, sort of a swankiness. And, mm-hmm. Which is so perfect because, you know, traditionally the final world levels with Bazaar trying to be kind of ominous and dissonant and dark but what's so cool about this is they're kind of playing to the soda over the top super villain quality Ugh, of it and yeah. some of those synths and everything it's kind of it captures the fun aspect of bowser as a villain which i think is really more accurate to how his character is yeah portrayed. and again a long time coming you would never i've never heard a bowser theme like this before yeah well it Mario sounds like series. dr robotnik really uh, it yeah. sounds like kind of what they did in the sonic series with yep. that villain that's so oh, cool. Really good. Uh, we're now going to play another track that features some orchestral elements. This is one of the final tracks you hear in the game. This is Battle on the Great Tower 1. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah. 
gosh, that's a epic piece of music. You don't obviously hear it end when you're actually playing the game, you know, it loops and stuff. Um, but yeah, this is another one of those climactic moments where it's like, it's very rare that you hear the full orchestra in this soundtrack. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it kind of makes it more meaningful. You know, I think Definitely. one of the things about the Galaxy series or something like Skyward Sword is you kind of get, uh, you kind of almost take it for granted, the orchestral sound, because you hear it so much. Right. You get used to it. This is a game where when you do hear those moments, it, it's very, very powerful. Well, it feels much more like a film score because the music is constantly sort of changing to right. whatever it needs to be and so even though it's a very big band sort of score by coming back to those orchestral moments for the times in the game where it really kind of warrants it it's very powerful and again it's like it's much more kind of modern than any mario game previous and its use of motif and theme and variation is uh, very kind of 21st century. I think it's about time. I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm very surprised and happy with all of the amazing achievements, like technically, um, that this game was able to pull off. But I think that we're no longer going to be going back to just phoning it in with yeah, some MIDI I think Nintendo stuff. I mean, obviously knows how much those Galaxy soundtracks resonated with people, and yeah. they had the foresight to know how much this would resonate with people as well, as it clearly has. Now we're going to play a track called Bowser's Lava Lake Keep. Here we go. crazy this already feels like a classic final bowser stage to me <laughs> i kind yeah. of forget that this well, was this just last from, year this is from 3d land actually. okay that's this why is a yeah. remix of it but yeah i mean it's that's great. still so recent that that feels yeah. like a, because they've been cranking these mario games out like every single year but um, yeah this is a great piece of music and i i don't think i appreciated it again like the ice theme i didn't appreciate it as much in that game and just having a fully orchestral sound is just it's so nice it i so really nice, appreciate yeah. it and especially for a type of music like this, which is so rhythmic, it's very kind of more about the nuance and less about the kind of melody. Oh, that's a good point. This is obviously one of the final pieces of music you hear in the game. And I would say as far as the orchestral stuff goes, it's very back heavy. I mean, most of the orchestral stuff is at the very end of the game. Right. You know, you have that intro, maybe a couple of things here and there. And then at the end, you have some of these rousing epic yeah, themes. This, is this theme is sort of used as like a book end, if you will, sure. because it's... um. 
using World 7, uh, sort of that final stage. But it's also, I think, the very first castle has it, but then nowhere else in the game they use other music. So it's kind of a nice bookend because it starts you off in a familiar theme Mm because, like, you've heard it in 3D Land and it ends it there. But then there's some twists that happen towards the end. Cool. We're now going to play... I would say strictly on a melodic level, uh, as far as beauty, this is definitely uh, one of the strongest tracks in the game. We were yeah. blown away when we heard oh, this. Oh, absolutely. This is the Star World theme. And what this is, it's a, I will call it an arrangement because it's barely, but it sort of is the melody of Super Bell Hill, but arranged for a violin. And this is the um, peak in the game of being an homage to Super Mario Galaxy. <laughs> this whole world yeah. is a galaxy homage. And like it's if gorgeous. You, there's Lumas and Rosalina yeah, becomes so, a playable character. So please really enjoy cool. Star World. just so wild this is a 37 second loop uh the same length of like sonic 2 but it's like that they put so much production in in like time and effort and care into a 37 second loop is the coolest thing yeah ever. this moment almost brought me to tears it was just like it, again it was so nostalgic hearing that galaxy sound again but what they do to that melody is so incredible because it's barely the Super Bell Hill melody. Yeah. But it's like there's just a little glimmer of it to also have some nostalgia. But the quality of this melody and this piece of music, this is like getting to Koji Kondo level. Mm-hmm. Like this is... And then there's a few moments in Galaxy where, you know, Mihiro Yakoda is just achieving, you know, that high, high level of composition. Gusty Garden would definitely be one Gusty of them. Garden and I would say like the Rosalina storybook melody where it's yeah. just like he's so so nailing not just like an impression of koji kanda but what makes his music so emotionally resonant yeah and and speaking of that will you know this was the last track we're going to play for you guys other than the track we're going to play out with um will has a has an announcement he wants to make um quickly before we do that though we do want to just kind of give a shout out the last track we're going to play is the staff role of this game and it's another arrangement of the main theme and we just absolutely love it It so it's my favorite music listen to all of this definitely we're going to play the whole thing um because it's nice and short but it's it's incredible it i had it had my jaw to the floor when i first heard it but yeah like carl was saying earlier i do have a bit of an announcement uh today i've actually released uh an album of original music and this album is called dear mario and the reason why it's called that is it's sort of a 8-bit musical love letter to the work of Koji Kondo in the Super Mario Brothers series. And uh, it's a 15-track full album. And essentially what I did is 
I tried to make a soundtrack to a Mario game in my head. So everything you'd expect from Mario soundtrack on the 8-bit system is there. You know, yeah. map themes, overworld themes. And I think the reason why I wanted to call it, like, Dear Mario, and I wanted to give it a very elegant presentation is because I think... There's a misconception that a lot of people have about Koji Kondo and about the early Mario music uh, where they have this mentality that, oh, it's just a kid's game or it's like simple or they look at the melodies and think it's so simple. But, you know, Koji Kondo has been a huge impact on my life. He's one of the reasons I became a composer. And that Mario series just really means a lot to me. And there's so many incredible melodies. So I really wanted to make something where by example, by the things about my album, in my music that are similar to Koji Kondo and the things that are different, I can sort of show why I think that music is so incredible. So once again, this album is called Dear Mario. You can get it on our website at our original music page. Um, and it's all original music, but it's inspired by the work of Koji Kondo. So I really hope you guys enjoy it. This project really meant a lot to me. And so I'd love to get any feedback from what you yeah, guys Yeah, check about. that out, guys. You know, and then while you're there, you know, feel free to check out any of our other albums that you may not have listened to. We have quite a bit of stuff on there. And it's funny, you know, it keeps growing. You know, actually next month in May, I'm going to be releasing Sonic S Volume 4. So, you know, over the months, you're going to see some new stuff creeping up there. Uh, yeah, we just, we enjoy all the projects we do, whether they're um, solo or collaborative. We always share everything. So yeah. it's so much fun to hear that. I'm very proud and I'm of just it, It's nice because today we're talking about 3D World. So it's just... I, I've been in a very Mario headspace lately and Have just really ever, appreciating yeah. so many things about Koji Kondo's music that even me as such a lover have maybe taken for granted. So it's nice to get to hear Marty's corner earlier today where he discussed some really interesting things yeah, about Koji uh, Kondo's writing. One thing well. we wanted to, to mention is uh, next week we're going to be doing Falcom JDK, which will be so fun. I've been looking forward to that for a long time. But uh, after that, we're actually going to be doing another listener show and tell episode. Right. Uh, we already have quite a big stockpile of tracks you know over the months you know you guys so, have been sending yeah, this us is stuff. sort of like a last call send yeah. in tracks if there's yes. something you want us to play even if you've already like told us before mm -hmm. you might as well share it again just so that you can make sure we play it because it's getting down to the wire yeah listener show and tell volume two is going to be coming in a couple weeks we had a great time with the first one last year and we're going to do this well i would say once a year on this podcast so it's going to be fun thanks guys for joining us my name is carl brugeman and i'm will brugeman have a great week everybody peace out peace out